Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, moderate Republicans are worried about the GOP's hardline abortion rights stance. Number two, the vault takes a look at the economy. And number three, what all the retirements mean for the House. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Our last edition of The Daily Punch uh, before we have two days off for Thanksgiving. Uh, we have a really interesting top here by Mika and Max looking at abortion and how that issue is really uh, becoming a, a central worry for center-right lawmakers because of the stance that the conservative-dominated House Republican Conference has taken uh, and the fact that a lot of these moderates are the majority makers and they think their leadership is screwing up on abortion. Yeah, you know, Anna, you just said two days off, and that seems like not a lot, but (laughs) I guess it is just two weekdays off for Thanksgiving, Thursday and Friday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody uh, who is celebrating, which I assume is most people. And furthermore, uh, I hope you are not traveling today because... Uh, today is a really bad day to travel. I am traveling today. Um, the uh, abortion issue is something that we're watching in real time, Anna. I'm curious what you think about this, but we're watching it in real time become um, w- watching the House Republican conference and the Senate Republicans grapple with it because this has been since you and I've been covering politics and even before that has been the centerpiece of the House Republican uh, a political agenda in the sense that um, I can't tell you how many issues, how many legislative issues have been caught up at some point or another in abortion, whether it was federal government support for abortion, uh, uh, you know, uh, abortion policy, private uh, abortion and, and and reproductive health rights organizations, everything. So many things have come down to abortion. Remember, and you'll remember this well, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare came down to abortion at the end of the day, um, it, among other things, but chiefly abortion at the end of the day. Um, so this is a an issue that House Republicans have have long been harping on. But in recent years, we've seen across the board abortion in red states, states like Ohio, um, Kentucky. Uh, we've seen abortion rights. Um, uh, people really just turn toward the, or turn toward abor- the right for an abortion. And, and furthermore, the. Um, uh, turn against the government limiting abortion coverage. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on that before we get into what Max and Mika wrote? Yeah, no, listen, I think like 30,000 foot look here. This is a conundrum that all Republicans are going to face when it comes to how to run in 2024. And we have seen this time and time again, where you have these ballot measures in ruby red states, Kansas, Ohio, uh, and elsewhere, since the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the hardening of support for abortion rights uh, across this country, as it has been playing out in the states, is something that we have seen manifest itself uh, in a way that I think Democrats 
predicted, but probably even when I would go further than a lot of Democrats would have expected in some of these really conservative states, how it is playing out. And the fact that it is one of the motivating factors for voters uh, that otherwise, you know, are really kind of electing conservatives. I think it is a challenge now. And, and we're going to get into what they write, which is really thinking, you know, kind of looking on how these issues and where the Republican conference is, is, is out of step, at least in so far as what we have seen play out uh, in November, certainly, but really since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Yes. Yeah, so now we have a House Republican conference that is uh, anchored, whether they act like this or not, is anchored in a um, in the middle of the the ideological middle of the country, places like New York and California. And these folks have been putting up with tough votes all year uh, because that's because the Republican conference, even though they wouldn't have a majority without these 18 Republicans who are in seats that Joe Biden won, they are um, they 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 pass conservative legislation that these folks, at least theoretically and politically speaking, probably should not be voting for. So uh, now we're seeing a backlash of sorts. We're seeing people um, like John Duarte, Mark Molinaro, Nick LaLota, um, all kind of say we've gone too far and we need to be careful. And they've already started acting like it. You know, Anna, we always say that moderates don't don't put their money where their mouth is and they usually fall in line here. They are putting their money where their mouth is and they voted against spending bills. They voted against a whole host of legislation. And and by the way, the rubber could really meet the road when Congress comes back into session and there is uh, there are spending bills that have to be reconciled with the Senate. By the way, the Senate is controlled by Democrats. House Republicans often forget this. They are in divided government where the president is of a Democrat. The Senate is is a democratic majority and republicans hold just one anna just one part of the government so when they get these bills back from the senate and they want to limit dc abortion rights or they want to you know uh uh ban all sorts of of abortion uh uh policies across the country the senate and the president are going to be like yeah cool but we disagree with you and that's not going to fly so the rubber is going to meet the road there. And by the way, House Republicans barely have a majority. We, we I mean, we could talk about this in a second, but but um, they have 222 seats and they could if Bill Johnson of Ohio retires, have 221 seats. George Santos could get um, uh, expelled 220 seats. That is barely a majority in a full house. That is a two seat margin. Good luck passing anything with restrictive abortion rights with these. You know, the, this my point is this gives these folks a lot a lot of of sway. Going to be very interesting to see, as as, as you say, we we've debated this, we've talked about this on the podcast. Does does the moderate uh, faction of House Republicans band together on an issue like this uh, and put their their medal against the con- the conservatives, against the Freedom Caucus? And it's not just you know this kind of existential issue on abortion rights. To your point, I think what's really going to be worth watching is what happens on you know must pass legislation like the National Defense Authorization Act, something that has been passed uh, every year and is now going to go to conference. And the issue is really about where the House Republican bill is versus where the Senate bill is, to your point, are in very different places, particularly when it comes to that issue. Right. Let's run to the number two story of the morning, The Vault, our very own Brendan Peterson, taking a look at where Americans' economic angst comes from. 
if there has been one constant, he writes, over the tumultuous last few years, it's voters' dissatisfaction with the U.S. economy. It is a singular concern for Republicans and Democrats alike, particularly as the White House continues to pitch Bidenomics as a success, while polls show former President Donald Trump beating President Joe Biden on economic confidence. It's um, it's it's a fascinating item by Brendan that takes a look across the board at where people are um, uh, are uh, um, going <laughs> and what people are hearing in the uh, across the country. Now, I'll I'll say this. Here's a, I just want to zoom in on one interesting quote here. Pramila Jayapal said housing and health, housing and child care are probably the two biggest things that I'm hearing about. And those things happen to be what dropped out of the BBB, which the Build Back Better Act, which she fought very hard for back in um, back in the first two years of the Biden administration. So um, very interesting item uh, that shows kind of the diversity in thought um, uh, of the uh, in the House of Representatives and in the Senate when it comes to the economy. Right. It's not just I mean, it's those things, but he also talks about just uh, student loans issues and those being back and looking towards the future about new technologies, AI, what the kind of is going to happen with the economy there. Uh, encourage you to check out Brendan's item. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Uh, cleaning house. 30 members, Jake of the House have announced that they are not running again in 2024, including a spate just this week, which creates a host of dynamics we dive into this morning. Uh, also want to note we have a really uh, a nice graphic that you've done here, a little click and save and share, uh, which has every single member retiring uh, and their seniority and committee assignment. So worth it alone just to go to punchbowl.news and check out that graphic. Yeah, I was excited to do this graphic in a weird way. Um, <laughs> this is a uh, it, it show. So the people who are retiring range from 14 in seniority Anna Eshu of California to 422 in seniority. George Santos, who might who might be retiring, not by his own choice when Congress returns uh, next week. Um, there are a few things to mention. Number one. Uh, we have a bunch of people who are retiring in the top 100 seniority. John Sarbanes, Michael Burgess, Adam Schiff, Grace Napolitano, Barbara Lee, Kay Granger, Earl Blumenauer, and Eshoo. Um, and I, something that we thought was important to point out, because this is forward-looking, that the, a bunch of seats are opening up on uh, important committees, on aid committees, Ways and Means, Energy and Commerce, Financial Services, and Appropriations. Um, Energy and Commerce is seeing seven uh uh, departures, which is a lot. Energy and commerce is a pretty uh, plush, plum committee. Uh, you could raise a lot of money. You have a lot of influence on a lot of top policies, ranging from healthcare to technology to, you know, take your take your pick. Um, appropriations, which people don't like that much anymore, has five departures and three ways and means spots. Financial services and rules each have a retirement. Um, this is a um, it's just a big turnover in the house. A lot of a lot of um, experience is going out the door as it usually does all right worth a look there really appreciate everyone listening hope you have a happy thanksgiving share the daily punch uh, with your family and friends they say don't talk politics at the dinner table but i say do it then the daily punch can be your way to letting people know what is happening in congress in washington during this critical time 
You can always go deeper on everything we talk about here at punchbowl.news and sign up for our free morning newsletter. It's in your inbox Monday through Friday before 6 a.m. Get your day started right. Thanks so much. Have a great day and stay safe.